praise the Lord today. Everybody got the victory in Jesus and expecting great things from the Lord today and already sensing his presence here in the service and thanking him for all that he's doing. The Holy Spirit is moving. And, uh, you know, sometimes the Holy Spirit moves in a way that's really kind of demonstrative and, and, uh, dramatic. And other times it's very, very subtle, isn't it? And, and, uh, we just need to be sensitive to all the ways of the Spirit. And, uh, everything that He does is powerful and makes an impact on us. We thank God for that. Aren't, aren't you just, you know, Brother Hagan used to get up and say all the time, thank God for the Holy Ghost. <laughs> the Holy Ghost is what makes the difference. The Holy Spirit makes the difference. Amen. Uh, otherwise, we just have a, um, what is it, a, a form of godliness with no power or denying the power. And we don't want to deny the power, do we? How many know we need the power in Jesus' name? Turn in your Bibles, if you would, to 1 Thessalonians uh, 5. We're going to begin reading at verse 16. I'm, I'm preaching, at, there's, there's a, sort of a prelude to this in the first verses. And then I'm preaching, um, going to emphasize the last few verses. But we're ending up with a theme of spirit, soul, and body. And I was talking to Pastor Scarlett uh, a couple days ago and thinking about today's service and moving forward. I said, I want to continue to encourage uh, our people and those, uh, again, who are joining us on Internet to um, practice the spiritual discipline of, of hearing from the Holy Spirit. How many want to continue to hear from the Holy Spirit? And understand what he's saying and what he's doing and his, uh, will, his ways and his, his plans. And so we, we definitely want to, uh, continue that. And you know, sometimes you just, it wouldn't hurt us if we just went over the same scriptures over and over and over, uh, to get it. But there's more than just one way to approach the subject. And I said, what do you think, uh, would be a good way to, to um to further understand this or receive revelation on it and and she mentioned about teaching on spirit soul and body and I said that's brilliant praise the lord you know a lot of people don't even know the difference between spirit soul and body a lot of people get the difference between soul and body but leave kind of the spirit out or the spirit and the soul kind of gets all smooshed together you know in one discussion and we used to talk in Pentecost, we used to talk a lot about God blessing our soul, or uh, I felt this in my soul, or down in my soul song, or whatever. And there, really, there's nothing wrong with that. Amen. Thank God for our soul. A soulless person is basically somebody in a coma, I mean, you know, at that point, but um, or not able to express what's in their soul. And so we need to understand the difference between the spirit soul and body, when we do that, it makes hearing the voice of the Spirit easier. Amen? Because you can rightly divide that and distinguish. The problem with the soul is it's got a very loud voice. (laughs) And sometimes our body, the flesh, has a very loud voice too, doesn't it? 
And, uh, sometimes it's whoever screams the most, screams the loudest, gets the most, as they say. And sometimes in our own self, our tripart man self, uh, we tend to give attention to what screams the loudest. If it's our body screaming out and demanding things, we tend to give into it. That can get us into trouble. How many know? And if it's our mind, um, it's, if it's, if our mind's renewed by the word of God, and um, our soul is, you know, leaning towards the things of God. It's a little easier to calm that down. But I tell you, your soul, you know, fear and those things, those emotions. Uh, I'm not talking about so much the spirit of fear, but just fear, just kind of, you know, like freak out or something. Um, that affects your soul in ways that uh, can scream li- really loud to you. And you can get into fear you can get into worry, you can get into doubt and unbelief and all kinds of things just from your soul taking charge and leading. And so uh, we used to put it this way as an easy way to remember it is I am a spirit. We're going to confess this, actually, so that we get used to saying it. I am a spirit. I have a soul and I live in a body. Amen. So. uh Brother Hagen used to put it this way. He said, you know, you need, you need to look at your body kind of like as a vehicle. It's your earth suit, <laughs> amen, that you've been given so that you can function in this present world. And um, everybody needs an earth suit. Otherwise, we would just be whisked floating around. So that's not who we are. That's not who we are when we get to heaven either. We have a heavenly body, amen. So uh, heaven's not some of these paintings you see of people that do you know they show like looks like casper the ghost people floating around in heaven and that's heaven and that's not at all if they'd read the bible maybe we need to mail them a bible before they get out their paint by number kit uh and put it on the internet we could give them a bible and show them that the the heaven is not full of wispy ghosts flying around it's people amen heaven has uh, a floor. It is not just floating around in the air somewhere. Amen. Heaven is like a planet. Um, and so people walk on streets. There's actual streets there. So there's gravity there somehow to keep everything together. So, you know, uh, all this, all this nonsense, Hollywood nonsense that we've been fed, um, uh, you know, of, of the idea of spiritual things is, is off. Kelter, like most everything else from Hollywood is off Kelter. And so you end up with, like we were talking today, you end up with a big, a big devil is scary and Jesus is this little short thing and, you know, that you put on the dash of your car with the sticky on the bottom and, you know, right? Some of the saints, you could just put Snow White and the seven dwarfs up there if you wanted to. I mean, you know, this is, this gets to be weird, right? Like, like, like strange things. Instead of believing what the word says. So we want to be people that have our feet planted firmly on the ground, on the solid, uh, rock of the word and of Jesus. Amen. So if you'll, let's just get right, right to, right to this. Um, first Thessalonians again, 516. Rejoice evermore. Now, 
some people say, well, I don't even know what, where to start, what to do. Well, every day, this is God's will for us, what I'm about to read. Every day, all day, this is God's will. Well, I don't even know God's will. I don't know where to start and where to stop. Well, here you have some of God's will. That's uh, And so, why don't we start doing the word and then worry about what, or concern ourselves with what comes after that. Amen? Most people want to hear some spooky thing. I got a letter today from some ministry somewhere. I'll, I'll be nice. But, I mean, it was weird. It was just downright weird. I mean, it was like, you know, finding something over the rainbow and the halo. And uh, I mean, it just went on and on wacky. I put it in the certain file, circular file. Because it had nothing to do with the word. There wasn't one scripture quoted. It was just all wacky, wacky, wacky. And uh, some people go for that. Like they want something that sounds like Lord of the Rings instead of instead of the word of God. Amen. So the things of the spirit, yes, they are even mystical and they can be, uh, you know, they're, they're spiritual from another. Mystical is not a bad word. It's just been hijacked. But the, 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 the things of the spirit, amen, are, are a little different, but they don't have to be weird. And if something comes off really weird to you and strange and bizarre, it's a 99% chance it's not from the Lord, amen? It's from somebody's flesh or their meds need to be adjusted or something. They're either on their meds or they should be off their meds or should get on them. I don't know. I'm not a psychiatrist. Uh, but, uh, you know, when Oral Roberts built that great hospital in Tulsa, I said, I, I had met so many wacky charismatics in Oklahoma. I said, well, maybe they should have a really strong psych ward up there, you know, because we can send some people right from the meeting there and just sedate them for the first 10 days. Because uh, I'm telling you, there's some really strange things. So when we're talking about the spirit, we need to get out of wacky world and think that if it, if you're spiritual, you float around like this and people have to direct you to their, your car and that kind of thing. That I don't know what that is. I think it's folks wanting attention. And it really kind of gives Pentecost a bad name. It makes people, you know, that are maybe seeking and looking for the things of the spirit, it makes them back away because they feel like, well, I don't want to become like that lady, you know, or something, right? Where you're just out there. Well, there's nothing more grounded than the Holy Spirit. There's nothing more solid and more dependable and less frightening than the Holy Spirit. Amen. Praise God. All right. So we're going to get through these verses here. We're, number one, we're going to rejoice evermore. That means always. Just always rejoice. I don't care what's happening. Notice there's no asterisk. Unless your life's going down the tubes, then don't do it. No. Rejoice always. Always be rejoicing. Amen. Why? Well, if you can't rejoice for anything else, you can rejoice that God made heaven and the earth and all that's in them. You can rejoice that Jesus is Lord. You can rejoice that he died on the cross for you. Shed his blood that you could have salvation, healing, deliverance, and prosperity today. You can rejoice that you're a child of God and on your way to heaven. You're not have to worry about going to hell. All that. Amen. There's a lot of things to rejoice about. Well, I can't pay this bill and, you know, I got 
this illness and the doctor said and the lawyer said and the governor said and the president said and everybody said <laughs> and I'm just uh, I'm just fighting it here. I'm just under uh, well, well uh, no you're not under anything. Praise God. We're under the name of Jesus. We're under his blood, which is a redeeming blood, not an oppressing blood, and a redeeming blood. Amen. Praise God. Preach, pastor. So we rejoice always, evermore. Pray without ceasing. Now, again, that doesn't mean you have to go around with your eyes closed and get run over by a bus because you're praying. Uh, you can, <laughs> you can actually just, you can pray while you can pray in your mind. You can pray uh, just, you know, under your breath. Amen. You can pray all on a plane ride. You can pray in the car. You can pray all the time. Amen. In other words, pray, be ready to pray and be a person of prayer. Uh, I, I always kind of was bugged when, when they had these intercessory prayer teams. That's kind of gone passe, but now I don't even know if they hardly pray at all, but there used to be, you know, intercessory prayer teams and you had to be called to be on that and have a prayer ministry and some of that stuff was made up. We're actually all prayer ministry. We, we should all be people of prayer. If we're a, a person of Christ, we should be a person of prayer. Amen. Now I know there's people that seem to have more of a burden for that and, and a, you know, an anointing maybe to lead and teach others and that kind of thing. But, uh, we can all be people of prayer. You don't have to be specially chosen, uh, you know, and be given some garment with a sash that says, you know, intercessor. I've seen that actually. Uh, and that gets really weird again. We're getting that we're getting out into, you know, Mickey Mouse, um, armor bearer, all, you know, all these titles. Um, in a sense, we should all be armor bearers. We should all be prayer assistants. We should all be helpers. Amen. So we're going to pray without ceasing. We're going to be rejoicing without ceasing, really. We're going to pray without ceasing. And then here... Verse 18, in everything, give thanks, not for everything. You don't give thanks for something bad, but you give thanks in everything. In other words, if you're in debt, you give thanks. If you're in prosperity, you give thanks. Amen? If you're in illness, you give thanks during that time. If you're in health, you give thanks. In every situation, this is all, these always things. Amen? In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Could it be more plain? Well, I don't know what God's will is. Pastor, can you tell me? Well, I wish I could, but the thing is, my magic wand that I've ordered has not come in yet. It's on back order, where I can wave it and know everything, my crystal ball. You know, people think pastors know everything. We, do. I, I, every year that I pastor, I realize I hardly know anything. I'm just depending on the Lord like you are. Amen. We have to hear. That's why I'm preaching this because I want us to hear from the Holy Ghost, not from the pastor, not from whoever else. Amen. We want to hear from the Holy Spirit. You know, 
people come to a meeting sometimes, oh, I just hope I get a word. I just hope I get a word. I hope I get a word. And it's like the whole time they're hoping they get a word, they're getting a word from the pulpit, and they're not listening to it because they're hoping for a word. As if there's some magic thing. Well, thank God for prophecy. We don't despise it. Thank God for tongues and interpretation and giving those special words out. Praise God we need more of that, not less. Amen. But on the other hand, there is no word spoken even by an angel that's higher than the word of God. Amen. And so you can go to some of the best words that stick with me, that help me, are things that were just preached from the pulpit that I can still access now on the internet, uh, sermons from 40 years ago. I can go back and listen to them and re- receive all over again the the joy of that revelation. Amen? And uh, I've had so many personal words, and some of them were good, and some of them were weird. From the unicorn people. All right. Uh, quench not the spirit. There's a tip. Don't quench the spirit. Amen. Keep, don't, don't turn him off. Listen to what he says. Despise not prophesying. I just said that. Even though the unicorn people make you not want to listen, everybody's not a unicorn club member. Amen. It's a, it's a joke. Okay. Um, Everybody's not crazy. Everybody's not weird. Everybody's not wacky. And you don't, you don't want to become jaded and you turn it all off and say, well, I've heard all that before. I know nothing anybody can tell me. Well, that's probably true at that point because you've, you've quenched the spirit. You've turned it off. You're not, you're despising prophecy. So this tells you, what does this tell you? That even in Paul's day, there was weirdness going on, right? But he just continued to tell what's not weird. Glory. Everybody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. We'll get this going, get this off the ground sooner or later. Prove all things. In other words, test them, test things, see what, see if, if it's God or not. Hold fast that which is good. In other words, what would that tell you? Get rid of what's not good, but hold on to what is good, right? It's like cleaning your yard. You've got a nice plant or a shrub or whatever that's good. You keep that, and you pull the weeds next to it. Amen. So you keep what's good, and you get rid of what's not good. That's what he's saying. You can make that judgment. What's good? What's good? What's happening in my life that's good? I'm going to hang on to that. What's happening that's not good? I'm going to get rid of. Amen. Abstain. From even the very appearance of evil. I added a little bit to try to adjust it to where we understand it. But that's what it says. Abstain from all appearance of evil. In other words, don't put yourself in a situation where you could be accused of something evil. Just from the appearance of it. Amen. And the very God of peace. Woo! The God of peace. How many want peace? Peace, man, peace. The very God of peace sanctify you wholly, and I pray God your whole spirit 
and soul and body. And there you have the great mention of the triune, the, the, the tripart, tripart person. Amen. Spirit, your whole spirit, your whole soul and your whole body. Be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, how are we going to be preserved blameless in all three realms? Spirit, soul, and body. Soul, if you want to know what the difference is, the soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. You can see why that's got such a loud voice, right? Huh? Because, you know, you, we, you, you need a mind. Like Dan Quayle said, a mind's a terrible thing to lose. That was true, but that's not what he meant to say. Because <laughs> the slogan was, a mind's a terrible thing to waste. And he said, a mind's a terrible thing to lose. Anyway. It is a terrible thing to lose, isn't it? You lose your mind. You ever met somebody that's lost their mind? You know what I'm talking about. But uh, your mind, will, and emotions you use daily, right, to to negotiate through life, and to to you depend on what you see. You depend on on how you're feeling about something, and uh, it's important. But it can be preserved blameless. It doesn't have to be a spotted soul. It doesn't have to be full of all kinds of problems. The spaghetti ball of garbage that we collect from just life, it can be our upbringing, it can be our school teachers, it can be uh, early, it can be influences, right? Can, can, can mess up our soul. And, uh, and we can be healed of that, by the way, and we can be cleansed and upgraded and preserved. Praise God. How are we, is that something we're supposed to do? Well, we need to cooperate with it. But I'm going to show you something beautiful here. The next verse says, faithful is he that calleth you. He's calling you to this. And also will do it. Praise God. He will do it. He will do what? He will preserve you and sanctify you. Amen. He will sanctify you wholly. He will uh, preserve you blameless, spirit, soul, and body. Can you say amen? amen. Uh, a friend of ours, uh, Pastor Willie George in Tulsa, praise the Lord, holy city. Um, um, he He said that, he said that um, in praying, I've heard him pray, I'm being led of the Spirit. Again, this idea of hearing, again, how many want to hear from God? Everybody wants to hear from God. What to do? What direction? What do I do? i got this big problem. i got this big mess here on my plate. How do I deal with it? What's my next step? We've, we've all been there. And it's likely if we continue to live <laughs> on this earth that we... Well, for, you know, it's always something, isn't there, that you have to make a decision about. Thank God for victory. We sang it today, victory in Jesus. But just because you have victory in Jesus doesn't mean there's not going to be something that comes against you to try to destroy you. Because the devil's loose on the earth, and he's the thief that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So if something's trying to steal from you, kill you, and destroy you, it's not God trying to teach you some lesson and uh, slap you around a bit. That is not good doctrine. Um, but 
Praise God. You know, we, we have the ability to hear from God. And Willie, uh, Pastor Willie George used to say, Father, I thank you. This would be like when he's going to give out some words to people and stuff. And I watched him and I thought it was a beautiful prayer that he would always pray. He said, Lord, I thank you that I am your sheep. I'm in your sheepfold. You're my shepherd and another's voice I will not follow. I can hear the voice of my shepherd because there can be conflicting voices. Literally people talking out in the service at you. You know, over here I have something. Over here, you know, there's noise or they sit, they're singing and the music's awful and you know, the wrong song and, and, and everything is, is, there can be a lot of confusion. And I think some of it's from the devil, to be honest, you know, just to mess up what the Lord wants to do. And brother Willie would say, let's all just be quiet. Let's all just, you know, just be peaceful and quiet. And then he'd pray that prayer. Lord, you know, uh, another's voice I will not follow. You're my shepherd. And I thought, you know what? That's a good prayer to pray every day. That's a good prayer. Lord, I need to hear from you. Now, Lord, I've got to make a decision about my health, about my finances, about my family. I've got to make some decisions here, Lord, about real estate, whatever it is. And I want to hear your voice. And I want you to know that I'm your sheep. And Jesus, you're my shepherd, and I only pay attention to what you say, and another I will not follow. Yeah. See, this is spirit, soul, and body training. And you tell your mind, my, you literally say these words, mind, be quiet. Because your mind's talking all the time anyway. It's dominating the conversation in your head, your mind. Blah, 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 blah. And then it's usually the bad report. Always pointing out what could go wrong, and it probably will, and it might be really bad. You know, I mean, this is what your mind talks. So you need to tell your mind, mind, shut up, shut down. And if your body is yelling at you somehow, you tell it to calm down. Amen. And you say, I am putting the spirit in the uh, uh, the throne here of myself. Amen. Is that helping anybody? And you say, Lord... Now speak to my heart. And then the Lord speaks. Amen. Sometimes through the word, sometimes through just the still small voice of the spirit. Sometimes it can be a prophecy or a word from your pastor or someone that you have confidence in. But praise the Lord. God will speak to you. People say, I just never hear the voice of God. I don't hear God speaking to me. Like one guy I was telling you about before who was always saying that. And every time I got in his car, his radio was blasting. It was Christian radio, but it was still radio and noise and blasting. And so oh, I'm listening to Christian radio, you know, 24-7. And then he's got his, we would go visit him at his home. His TV's blasting. He's got some game on or whatever. Nothing wrong with watching a game on TV. I'm not saying that's of the devil. But some people have their television on literally all day, all the time. You ever visited someone like that? And there's just noise, 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 always something. And he said, I don't hear from God. And I said, do you ever have quiet? And he said, well, come to think of it, I guess not. And I said, well, sometime get in your car and turn off the radio. Come in your house and turn off the television. Amen. And then just listen in your in your heart and say, God, I'm ready to hear from you. Amen. 
oftentimes, like one person said, the Lord's already spoken to us and told us what to do. We don't like it. Here we go. Is there anybody else? (laughs) Did you ever hear the joke about the guy falling off the cliff and he's hanging, you know, from like a vine, a root, and it's slipping? And he says, God, if you're there and you're real, speak to me what to do. And a voice from heaven booms down and says, let go and have faith. And he says, is there anybody else up there? (laughs) He didn't like that message. Sometimes we don't like the message. (laughs) We go, "Eh, is there anybody else? Can I appeal? All right. I love it because I think we need to end, we need to read to the end of this chapter to get the full picture here. This is all about God's will for us. And, and I think a, a great key into living victorious. Amen. He says, brethren, pray for us. As always our prayer. Pastor Scarlett and I would say to the congregation, pray for us. Amen. And then greet all the brethren with an holy kiss. They actually do that in uh, Sicily. Uh, it's not as exciting as it sounds. Verse 27, I charge you by the Lord, I charge you, in other words, this is a challenge, that this epistle be read unto all the holy brethren, or to be read in, uh, uh, some translations say, read in the churches. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. It's all in his grace, isn't it? It's not, it's not effort here, just from the flesh, merit mongering, but it is cooperation on our part. The Lord's doing the work, but we have to cooperate with him. And so I love it that he said, I charge you that this epistle be read in, in the churches or uh, to all the Christians. Amen. And, uh, so that must be an important message because he didn't say that about everything he wrote, but he did about this one. Amen. This is a letter to the church. And so praise God. I hope this morning I said something that inspires you <laughs> to, uh, be a person of the spirit. And if you are tempted to be weird, know that that's not the right voice. God's not leading us to be weirdos and run run people away. He wants us to be. And I think real Pentecost and real move of the Spirit, uh, what we would call charisma, uh, the 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 things of the Spirit, the real of that is is attractive to people. It doesn't run them away. It's the weird stuff. You know, I mean, I've seen some, oh my goodness, I can't even begin to tell you the stuff I've seen. And be a part of it, it makes you want to draw back and say, ooh, ooh, I don't want to do that, you know? And rightfully so. But just because there's a counterfeit or something fleshy, it's not, even the people doing the weird stuff doesn't mean that they're of the devil or or they're just misguided souls. <laughs> they, they might even have the right motive, and they're just going about it wrong. And you can't push the spirit with the flesh. It won't work like that. 
But what we do is we follow the voice of the Spirit. It's, it's so wonderful when you hear it, isn't it? Because the voice, you hear it, the voice, not it, the Holy Spirit, but you hear him with his voice speak to you. And, and you know it's God and you say, this is, I know exactly what to do. Now let me tell you about that, about your confession. If you've got a situation that you, you want to say, I don't know what to do, I don't know what to do, you need to stop saying that. You need to say, by faith, I know just what to do. And I've had people ask me, oh, well, what is it? And I'll say, I don't know, but I know. <laughs> In other words, I can't articulate it, but by faith, God is leading me. He is guiding me. The steps of a righteous man are ordered of the Lord. Sometimes we wonder if you ever had something great happen for you and you go, how did this happen for me? How did I be? How, how was it that I could be in this situation and at the right place at the right time, as they say, or with the right people? How could that have happened? And it's easy that it could happen. The steps of a righteous man are ordered of the Lord and the Lord ordered your steps and you ended up in that place at that time hearing those things and participating with the Spirit. Amen? And great things happen, don't they, when we cooperate with the Spirit. How many believe the Holy Spirit is smarter than us? Yeah. Amen? <laughs> He's smarter. And you say, well, I don't know. I just don't know. Well, stop saying that and say, you, I do know. I do know. I hear the voice of my shepherd, and another I will not follow. Just one little illustration. You know, one time we were, how does that work in the Bible? Well, so much of what is illustrated in the Bible is from the Middle East, is from the Holy Land. And the lifestyle and so forth that was there in the Holy Land. Amen? And so, um, one time, I, the first time I was on an Israel trip, we're in the bus, you know, the proverbial tour bus, and we're looking, we're stuck, we had to stop. There's like a place where five roads come together, like a five points. Five roads come together out in the middle of this valley, and there's shepherds down there, literally walking with their, with their, uh, their shepherd's crook, and they're walk, walking, and I mean, Bedouin looking people. I mean, they've got the, you know, the, the garb on their head and the whole thing, and they're walking, leading sheep, herds of sheep. So there's like five roads, five herds of sheep, and five shepherds, okay? And they're all coming down, and they all are mixed together in one big pile. And you think, now how are they going to undo that knot, K-N-O-T, of sheep? How will you know whose sheep are who? Because it's important. And did you know that those sheep, the shepherd would call out certain words, and they're all five shepherds calling out, and every one of those sheep would follow their own shepherd. They knew their shepherd's voice. And even though it was in looked like mass confusion, they could follow and get out of that and go up the road they're supposed to go to green pastures and so forth by following the voice of their shepherd. It's a beautiful thing to see. I watched it and couldn't hardly believe it. And so it, it, we, we saw them all disperse and go. And uh, it, it was used by our tour guide, you know, to illustrate hearing the voice of God. Amen? 
So aren't you glad that in the midst of confusion, you can still hear your shepherd's voice and you can follow him out of a place of confusion and chaos and go where you're supposed to go. I hope that encourages you today. I know I want to hear the voice of God better. I want to hear him more clearly and more consistently. How about you? Amen. All right, let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you today for your love, your mercy, your grace, your goodness, all the great things that Jesus has done for us. Lord, we lift up those today that are watching on Internet that can't be with us, that have a healing need, that have a financial need, that need direction, that need guidance, that they can hear the voice of God today. In Jesus' name, Father, I pray a prayer of of authority, and I command sickness and disease to dry up in Jesus' name. I command blind eyes to open, deaf ears to unstop, lame legs to walk, cancers and tumors to disappear and dry up, all kinds of... uh, I know that we have a friend who has been diagnosed with covid and is struggling in Jesus' name in Texas. In Jesus' name, be healed today. Be whole from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. I command the lungs to be clear. I command the heart to beat strong. I command uh, the kidneys to work perfectly. I command the liver to do its job. Thank you, Father. Those that have uh, tumors and so forth in their body, command them to dry up. And, and go back to hell where they're from in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for your healing, cleansing touch today in the name of Jesus. I command the devil to take his hands off of God's property today and those to be healed and whole in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for those that have a financial and material need, that those needs are met this week, that great and mighty things happen We command debt to be canceled and erased. We command things to be forgiven. Father, I thank you that you supply uh, the great needs that may be out there in Jesus' name. And that the need may seem great, but your power is greater. Your name is higher. Your provision is more vast. And we thank you, Lord, for filling the barrel, for filling the cup in Jesus' name. Lord, we give you all the glory, all the honor. And all the praise today, in Jesus' name, amen. All right, praise God. Just a recap on the announcements. Don't forget we've got service um, Wednesday night, dinner at 6, service at 7, and Pastor Scarlett will be teaching. It's going to be great. I'm excited. I told her she had to, amen. I said, you know, I told her this morning, uh, I said, we're going to start drawing straws to see who preaches. And I said, now it depends on how you look at it. You can use if you get the short straw, it means you have to preach. Oh man, I lost. Or it could be more positive. I get the long straw. I get to preach. Praise the Lord. That sounds better, doesn't it? Amen. We'll go with that. All right. Hallelujah. So, uh, <laughs> God bless you. You may be dismissed and, uh, We'll see you soon. All right.